Hi, this is Karen Rowland, founder of Hush Providence. Welcome to my new weekly well-being podcast, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Life. We'll be talking about all things relating to the human experience. What makes up a life? What creates joy and happiness? What makes humans the same or different? How do we care for ourselves and each other? We'll even try to answer the five W's of well-being. Who, what, when, where, and why. And how this all fits together. A little ambitious? Maybe. But join us as we connect with local topic experts, peers, mentors, and healers. Welcome to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. I'm excited to introduce Corey Thibodeau, Senior Manager, Franchise and Consumer Marketing for Play-Doh at Hasbro. She's the owner of Westside Yoga, which she opened in July of 2021. So you're celebrating your two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, in March of 23, you received your 500-hour yoga certification. You're a wife and a mom of a beautiful little girl, two years old, with blonde, curly hair, just like yours. <laughs> Welcome, Corey. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us, when you when did you find your way to yoga, or did yoga find you? Both. I think that's usually the answer that most people <laughs> say when you're in, in uh, the yoga teaching world. But I found yoga when I didn't know what to do with myself, is really what I always say. I, um, I played field hockey in college, and when that ended my senior year, you end on a loss. And then like all of a sudden every workout that you've done your whole life, just mentally, you've been preparing and thinking about this sport it's done, you know, just like that. So I didn't know what to do with myself. I tried to run some half marathons. I hated that so much. I tried <laughs> CrossFit. It was kind of like the time when that was, uh, becoming very popular. I hated that. And I've always just been, uh, very, go, go, go very high, strong. I don't really stop. And so my now husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. So he takes all the credit, but he, uh, recommended that perhaps I try a yoga class and I did not think anything of it, but I said, okay, sure, fine. I'll try anything. And I went and I never left, uh, the physical practice drew me in the mindfulness, the spiritual aspects are what kept me. I love it. Um, so tell me about Westside, what types of classes you have, different types of yoga events. Yes. So I, so when I moved uh, to Providence and I was trying to find my yoga community, I couldn't find it. I taught at many different studios. I had great clients and great students there, but I never felt uh, like I found my home. I never felt connected to the spaces. And so I felt in my heart. And I knew eventually that I would build something and I would build what I had been searching for, for everyone else who I knew was looking for similar things. So, uh, Westside yoga is first and foremost, just a community. And we're here to help just serve our community, bring people together, make people feel good in their bodies, help people make friends. Maybe you find your partner that's happened in my class. They're still, da <laughs> still dating two years. Um, people have found best friends. Uh, and I've some of my best friends these days, I mean, when you're an adult, it's hard to make friends. And so many people have just found new friends and new communities when they're coming, when they're moving here, or they're just, they've been living here for years and they just hadn't gotten a chance to talk. And then COVID happened and everyone was isolated. So it's really just a community. And, um, we bring the community together through yoga 
And we offer a variety of yoga from really strong, fiery power to restorative. And we have everything in between. My philosophy um, is to have a variety of teaching styles, personalities, and hire the best teachers and let them teach their own class. I don't interfere. I don't have a um, a method or a sequence that must be followed. It's It's not like that. And it gives the opportunity for anyone to come and find a teacher for them. I am not for everybody, but there's 17, 18, 20, 20 of us now. 20 so, instructors? Yes. Or teachers? Wow. Yes. Yes. Instructors, teachers. I go, I, I call them, but some days are instructors, some days are teachers. <laughs> um, but yes, we have 20. And so there's, there's somebody for everybody and, and anyone can find a, a home and a place and the people that, that come are just amazing. And it's such a great community. I mean, my daughter's second birthday, like half of the, uh, the, uh, invites were people that I've met at the studio. So it was my family, my cl- like close friends. And then all of these amazing people that we've met that know Pia because we walk around the neighborhood. And <laughs> so, um, that's a little bit about West side is to give a little flavor. I love it. You've built such a strong community in just a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about it. It really does. And it, there was definitely a need there that you found um, and a home, like you put it. That's that's beautiful. Um, so, and you're also looking at possibly a second location. Yes. So right now our studio is heated with infrared heat. Uh, so it's heated to 92 degrees. We do uh, cool the room down for restorative classes, but we're limited when we can do that just because it's an old building. It's one room. We can't be bringing the heat up to 92 and then dropping it down to 70 during the day. So we are looking for a second location. Uh, fingers crossed. We have one by the time <laughs> people are listening to this. Okay. That's cool. Um, but, uh, yes, and it will be a warm, unheated studio. So there will like to have more offerings for restorative, more vinyasa classes for those who don't like the heat. We'll have additional opportunities for workshops, sound healing, Reiki training, um, hopefully a yoga teacher training in the future. Uh, that was definitely part of the reason I wanted to finish my 500 hour training so that I could then be a teacher trainer. Uh, so. Yes. We also, we need more space. All of our classes are waitlisted in the evening. It's a great and it's an a good amazing, problem. amazing <laughs> problem. It's a great place to be in. It doesn't feel real half the time. Um, but yeah, living your dream. It sounds like I am. I don't really think I don't stop to think about it though. It's a bad habit. So I've been journaling, trying to be like, okay, you have done really good things. <laughs> don't just forget being, just being grateful in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also talk about the retreat you have um, coming up in September and how that connects to Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Yes. Well, we have been wanting to host, well, I've been wanting to host a yoga retreat for a while, uh, but wanted to wait until the right time and have it in the right place. So we were looking for houses um, in different areas around the country for a while. And then we we're looking in Joshua tree. It's a very spiritual place. I've actually never been, so I'm dying to go. Uh, and we ended up stumbling upon this house that was once owned by Frank Sinatra. And I'm all for good, you know, good, good vibes, good omens, whatever you want to say. My Nana, who was my second mother, who was my best friend, loved Frank Sinatra beyond words. 
we would listen to the records, the CDs constantly. Um, and so when I saw that, I said, that's it. That's the sign. And we booked it and uh, we're doing it Labor Day of this year, Labor Day, the first through the fifth. Uh, and we're staying at this beautiful home in Joshua Tree that was owned by Frank Sinatra. It's really cool, eclectic. Uh, it has a pool. It has um, a tennis court and a pickleball because that's the thing now, pickleball court. Um private chef to have really wholesome, uh, home, home cooked meals for all meals. And then two yoga classes a day and a meditation each day. And then we'll have a couple activities like a full, uh, half day hike through the national park. And then we're going to have a pottery class, uh, come to the house as well. Just something different, uh, really just to get people with their feel grounded feet on the floor, feet on the dirt, feel that connection. Hopefully there's no service there. I don't think there mm. will be. And everyone can just disconnect and take the opportunity to connect back into themselves. So that's Sounds the wonderful. Hope. Yes. Now, is it sold out or can people still? No, there out? are still a few spots. Okay. Um, we actually, two spots just opened up last weekend. So yes, there are still spots available. You can find the info on the website, which I'm sure we'll link to and share at the end. Awesome. So using the yoga mat as a metaphor, life lessons, breath, letting go, concept of practice. Can you just speak to all of that a little bit? Sure. There was this uh, one teacher that I had many years ago, 10 years ago, probably now, who, who said that the yoga mat was like a mirror. And so if you could think about that in your practice, if you not in the vain way to look at yourself, but to actually like get deeper than that, right? So if the yoga mat's your mirror, as you're moving through the practice, as you're breathing, you're able to notice things, feel things. And that's the work is to be able to notice and feel. And then that's becoming present, being present in your body. Um, so I always think about that. I don't often say it in class because it can, it's hard to grasp if you're not ready to understand that, okay, I'm looking at myself here, but I'm looking inward. And, um, that's, that's what the point of the practice is The the physical stuff is great. And it helps you get strong, be flexible, relieve tension, but we have to clear through all of that tension so that we can tune in to what's actually going on. And then that's where we can make the changes in ourselves. Mm. And now a shout out to our sponsor, the Good Seed Market, 138 Central Avenue, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Started in 1989 by three friends with a goal of creating a neighborhood market offering simple, natural, organic products for a healthy lifestyle. Now a member of the independent Natural Foods Retailer Association, our friends at The Good Seed are offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase just by mentioning Hush Providence. The Good Seed Market, a place where ideas can grow. Do you have a favorite pose and the most challenging one? Hmm. It's an interesting question. I don't know if I have, I, I do have some favorites. Triangle has always been a favorite of mine. I love triangle because usually it comes after being in a challenging position where you're leaning into sensation, you're getting a lot of information and it kind of is that kind of big breath opening, like, ha. Huh, okay, I've arrived here. Let me feel this opening in my front and my back bodies. Let me feel really big and, and just breathe and be. So I've always loved, always loved triangle. 
Uh, for me, poses, I don't like going upside down. So I don't like headstand. It is a, a block. It is a fear for some reason. I don't like the sensation. I'm totally strong enough to do it, but I completely let my mind just whew, take right over. So that's actually probably the most challenging for me. Any sort of, um, not all, not all inversions, but headstand in particular is the one for me. Hmm. I know. So meet them where they are. So many years ago, you and I shared a passion to bring yoga to work in the workplace. Um, we had classes and we even had the very popular puppy yoga a couple of times, which was awesome. You're a little bit older, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a small business owner. You're basically living your life. Um, but how has your practice and approach to your teaching style evolved over the years? Oh, I know I am older. I was about probably 24, 25 when we were doing the puppy yoga. Um, <laughs> My, my practice and my teaching has evolved significantly after having a child. I was an athlete my whole life. I'm flexible. I have mobility. Yoga was not challenging for me when I first started. That's why I was so drawn to the physical side of it because I wanted to master the arm balances and more of the like, I don't know, the harder, the more physical parts of it, if you even want to say that. After having a baby, <laughs> you, I had a, a, I didn't use any intervention. So I was breathing through the whole thing. You lose your pelvic floor. Like there's no core stability, no awareness. I remember sitting back in the couch one day and I said to ask my husband to help me up. I said, what's happening? Why can't I sit <laughs> up from the couch? And then going back to practice, I remember going into half moon in a class, which is a pose where you're open and you're balancing. And I remember I went into it to demonstrate for the class and I it was so hard. And I looked at them and I said, this is so hard. They're, and they were like, yeah, Corey, no kidding. <laughs> like we've all been saying that it's challenging when you're just up there like, la, 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 you know, and it totally change my perspective on, whoa, I need to be moving in a sustainable way. I'm not going to be 24 forever. And I just had a baby. So I need to now figure out what this feels like for this body and how I can be strong in a way that's sustainable, not strong where I can do crow and 5,000 chaturangas, but strong where I can bend down and pick something up, or I can reach up and twist around and hold my daughter in one arm and reach for the bag in the other and do it in a safe way. And so from there, I knew that I wanted to do my 500 hour focused on mobility and functional movement. So my teaching has evolved into this way. It's still me, but I'm so much more intentional about what I'm teaching, making sure I explain the why for what I'm teaching it, because now I, I'm realizing that, okay, the general population is, they're not an athlete growing up their whole life. They don't have mobility. They're sitting at work all day. They're hunched over. They've had kids. They've had lives. We need to help them feel good and do it in a safe and sustainable way. So that's really how my practice and my teaching has changed over the years. That's great. It's mm -hmm. just honoring where you are at that moment. And that changes over, over time. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, um, and this is where I am now for the 
foreseeable future, right? So I need to keep thinking in that sustainable, sustainable way. That's great. I know you just returned from vacation and uh, you and your husband, Joe. So what do you do on a regular basis though for self-care? So I am, I do a much better job than my, my husband. He works very hard too. He co-owns the business with me and he does all the back end uh, finance. He also handles our dogs and the whole household. So he is not good at taking time for himself. I've been really trying to force him to, but I, I am quite good. I think I do a great job of just scheduling things and making sure I go and not feeling guilty about going because it's so easy to feel guilty, but I, um, acupuncture has become a huge, um, part of my life. I started after I had my daughter, um, I just wasn't feeling great. The hormones up and down as anyone who's had children will know that feeling. Um, and someone recommended that I go and it totally helped me. I was going once a week for a while and now I go once a month and it's the best. I absolutely love it. And then I also do gua sha and cupping there as well. Gua sha is like the scraping, um, which has really helped me a lot in terms of removing any like tension, stagnation with blood flow and circulation. I really feel a difference. Lymphatic drainage, all of that That, is like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that has been really, really big for me. And, you know, being a mom, I just, anytime I can just lay down for a minute, not like (laughs) nap, but just like I really try on the weekends to not overschedule myself. And I, I do notice when I do, I tend to overschedule myself on Fridays because I try and fit everything in there and it's not being afraid to say no sometimes. And that's a hard practice too, especially as someone like me who likes to connect with people and I want everyone to be happy and the Libra in me wants harmony for everybody. So, um, the practice of saying no sometimes too, is a big a big thing for, for me for self-care as well. Now talk about cupping for a minute. Oh, cupping. So cupping is, um, you've seen it. Um, yeah. I've not done of, it, but yes. Yeah. It feels really good. A lot of athletes do it. It just helps to relieve any tension. I think I'm not, I don't really, I'm not an expert in it. I think it just kind of pulls the with the suction of the cup, it just, I don't know, pulls the blood to the surface. Someone's going to listen and say that it's not what it does. But that's what it looks like. It does. Um, but it's helping you. You like it. Oh, I do love it. Yes. I don't, I don't get it all the time. It depends in the beginning when I was, you know, constantly holding the car seat. Now my daughter's two, so she walks, but you know, before the walking, it's you carry them everywhere. Um, and I'd be carrying in the wrong position. So everything just felt so awful. <laughs> And so the cupping just helped to relieve that. And then, um, adding in more, um, weightlifting and band work to help make sure I kept everything strengthened. So I wasn't hunching forward. Nice. Yeah. So how can people reach out to you and get connected to Westside and all the different classes and events and retreats and everything? Of course. Couple of ways. So our website is updated constantly and has all the information on workshops that are upcoming and re- and the retreat that I talked about. So that's um, WestsideYogaPVD.com. We also have our Instagram, which is again where we share everything that's going on, and that's at WestsideYogaPVD with underscores in between all the words. And then you can also connect with me uh, on Instagram at Corey on earth. And those words all have underscores in between as well. Awesome. Yeah. 
I thought we would just wrap things up a little bit today with a little namaste meta. So just take a deep breath and just kind of settle in. My soul honors your soul. I honor the place in you where the entire universe resides. I honor the light, love, truth, beauty, and peace within you because it is also within me. In sharing these things, we are united. We are the same. We are one. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Corey, for joining us today and teaching us all of the beautiful things that you've got going on in your life, inspiring us to pay attention with intention. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. And until next time, be well. Thanks, Corey. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. This would not be possible without the incredible help from Jamie Farinella and Stephanie Whitehead on branding and logo concept, John Papa's endless generosity, David Davignon and Austin Lynch for their skilled technical expertise, and of course, our amazing guests and all of you, our listeners. Until next time, be well.